Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Here we go. Stop drinking. I can, listen, this Amamori, you've got me, it's like mouthwash. Well, it's so good. You gotta wait. I, I waited. You waited. You waited I, I waited in. my options. You no, know, you waited into waited a river of Awamori. Is what you... Are you making this? Not right now. No, that's a... Well, not that, but this. Are you making this, not that? A little bit of this, a little, <laughs> a little bit, bit of that. that. A little bit of this. What's that? Who's the black sheep? What's the black sheep? Was that the, was the one? Yeah. You can go with this. You can go with that. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's black sheep. I like that one. It's like our freshman year of college. Welcome to the show back in the 50s. Welcome to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is, in fact, the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. This is webisode number 54, recorded Wednesday, August 11th in the year 2021. And never fear, the lava lamp is, in fact, burning brightly in the lab as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And I got to be honest, Joss, uh, I was a little disappointed with your knowledge of the tagline last week. You know, I didn't get it. I didn't get it right. So this is the 54. Did you listen that time? No. I mean, the beacon to find their way home. It's all about finding your way home. You're really not really ever present. No. As much as it is a gift to hang out with you, you're never really in uh, the present. In the present. No. I, when I, I say gift, I mean you are, you're gifted. You're special. You're special I'm Ed. special Ed. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest tonight. I can't believe Ryan Hatch is here. Ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Hatch. No, that's not who I'm talking about. No. That's not just a beard sitting next to you. There's actually a man hiding behind that gorgeous ginger bush. Mr. James Kelly in the room tonight. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Stop it some more. Stop stop it it some some more. more. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Stop. Thanks for having me, you guys. Do we always have to say ladies and gentlemen? There's only gentlemen here. Is it the same if you go gentlemen? Well, no, I'm talking to the the entire listening audience. Ah, because I assume there that. are some ladies out there. there. There definitely are. I know for a fact there are. I know Jamie Orlowski is out there listening right now. Andrea Formato is listening right now. See, so shout out to the ladies of the, of, of the... Lady Lampers. The Lady the Lampers. The Lady Lampers. There you go. Yeah. You coined that just now? <laughs> just now. That's why we keep you around, buddy. Now, I want to know how you reeled in such a good guest tonight. So that's the true story of tonight. You have no idea how long I have been trying to get this man sitting in my room. Okay. What? And here's the thing. <laughs> Sorry, sitting in so I, I heard my my take on it was I heard you couldn't get Richard Simmons, so I was next to Right. Him. Richard <laughs> right. Simmons, he's kind of gone weird. He kind of went dormant. And he's still alive, but he's kind of holed up somewhere. I can't. Yeah. So we got James Kelly of the James Kelly band. I like that you went very kind of humble with the name of your band, yeah. first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> the funny story on that was I did not want to use my name because of that specific reason. Like it kind of comes off a little arrogant when it's the lead guy's name. Not always, but I was I wanted to call it something else. And just everybody around me was like, "Just use your name, dude. It's a good name. Just use your name. Don't worry about it." 
And I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, it's it's, it's all about me, people. Dave yeah. Matthews got away with it. Yeah. Hey, it worked for Jethro Tull. <laughs> oh, no, I guess there was <laughs> no, no that, Stevie Ray Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, I would much rather have the real name so you can, you can feel the music, you kind of feel a connection, versus like, they call me Steel Rattlesnake. Yeah, like I don't, I don't need steel. I am the snake. symbol, formerly known as Prince. Yeah, well, Man, we, I can't when you have a group that. like the Eagles, right? There's more than one lead singer, so it makes sense when you right. have a name. There's multiple name for Eagles. Yeah, it's not the Eagle. Right. Yeah, well, there's everybody in that group's literally a lead singer. Yeah, right. It's, right, a, right. it's a flock of eagles. Right. No, that's a flock, flock of, of seagulls. seagulls. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> so James Kelly's in the house. I've been trying to get him in the room. He is uh, a neighbor of mine, so you'd think it'd be easy. You know, you I run into him, but he's a busy guy. So you live in San Quentin? Yes. Yeah, so no, San, San Juan <laughs> Capistrano. Oh, 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 San Juan oh, yeah, Capistrano. This is the late '90s. Yeah, it's pronounced <laughs> San Juan Capistrano. <laughs> he also happens to be the house band at my favorite bar in the entire world, possibly the greatest bar in the entire world. And I've been to a lot of bars, gents. I don't know if you know that about me. You fancied a, a nip here and there. The Swallows Inn in San Juan Capistrano, the world-famous Swallows Inn, possibly the greatest bar in the entire world. James Kelly, the house band. Right. Okay? I so not only do I go there frequently, so now I see him because he's my neighbor, and I'm seeing, you know, I, you know, I see him at, the, uh, at a bar that I probably go to a little more than I probably should. At least that you're so, going to tell people Don't now. tell anybody. Yeah. So I see him, I'm, I, you know, I, I see that he's a talented guy. The band, when let me tell you, when the James Kelly band plays at the Swallows Inn, the, pl- the house is packed. Right? Absolutely. So I'm like, God, it would be so rad to get the guy in here. We live close. We've got a connection. His beautiful wife, Marie, is an eagle. Went to Santa Margarita Catholic High School. What? She was a couple years below us. Really? I think she was like ni- class of 90. I don't know. My sister was 95, if that's even in the ballpark. Well, we're so old. Right. She's, a, she's but she, there was a little crossover there. Yeah. So I'm thinking that we have a connection, you know, maybe I can get him in here. I know he's really busy. And so tonight we got him. Can, can I go in and uh, paint a quick picture of the Swallows in? First of all, everybody from Long Beach to San Clemente knows the Swallows in. It's the most. Popular and most famous bar, I believe, in Orange County. Right? There's a few. 100%. 100%. And my uh, my favorite thing is how eclectic, and James, tell me if you disagree because you're there all the time, how eclectic the crowd is. I mean, oh, that's the cool thing. You got a straight up cowboy to like a young hip hopper. And like they're all in there wearing whatever they wear, having fun, you know, and everybody gets along for the most part, you know. That's what's so cool about San Juan is for for our listeners that aren't from Southern California and don't really know like what's going on. San Juan Capistrano isn't your typical like Southern California town. It's got a very very long history. It's one of the 21 mission towns established on the coast of California by Father Junipero Serra. And what this guy did is way back before California was even a state 
this guy was establishing these missions walking down the coast, right? And each one of these missions is a day's walk apart. So they started at the top of California and and they're trying to spread Catholicism in in kind of a gnarly way. I really am not going to get into that part of the story. This guy, Huna Parasero, is walking down the coast of California and he's at the end of the day, wherever he ends up, they established another mission. He walks a whole day. They did 21 of them down the coast of California. Cap, San Juan Capistrano was number seven. Right? Very cool. Established. He was going, he was going north, I believe. James, this is the, you know, pre- Well, coming from, Mexi- like coming from Mexico, he's probably going north. Right, so it makes sense. Right? He's headed north. San Juan Capistrano establishes the mission number seven. On which is the jewel of all the missions, right? Is the jewel yeah, considered it, the jewel yeah. established November 1st, 1776? So far before California is even a state, San Juan Capistrano <laughs> is on the map, right? So that's cool. San Juan Capistrano got a really, really cool long history. The other thing that people may have heard about San Juan Capistrano is the swallows return to San Juan Capistrano every year. Which is crazy, right? There's a right? song about it, yeah, right? The, the swallows oh, yeah. return. Do you no. do that song? When the swallows come back to Capistrano, oh. that's when my true love will come back to me or something like that. A cool fact, Elvis Presley recorded that song. Nice. Really? Very cool. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, San Juan's got a very rich history. Swallows Day is March 19th every year, and the swallows come go back and forth between San Juan Capistrano and Goya, Argentina. Why? No one really knows. But that's this little migration they make. I mean, have you? You should try it. If you summer, swallow, no summer in Goya. <laughs> wow. Swallow what? Some uh, whiskey? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, so here, here. Guys. whiskey. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I think you should, you know, do winter in uh, in Gallo, Argentina. Goya. Goya, Argentina. I think it's Let's great. Goya, Argentina. You guys. Hey, why don't we go to Argentina? <laughs> so James Kelly. Yes, dear. You play at the Swallows Inn, which is in San Juan Capistrano. San Juan Capistrano, cool history. Swallows Inn, got a very cool history. Been in San Juan from, like, way back. Somebody's somewhere scrambling, trying to find a date of when that place. But I know that in its current location, it's been there since, I think, like, the 50s. And it is, like like you said, the one of the most famous bars in Orange County especially, and what's interesting about it, and what I started out to say is, because San Juan isn't your traditional Southern California town, Swallows has a very Western kind of vibe. Like, it is not anything to see somebody in the Swallows Inn with a cowboy hat. It's not ironic. They're not being like, that guy wears a cowboy hat. A lot of people in San Juan wear cowboy hats. Boots. They, there's a, a, the, uh, Originally, it was owned by Rancho Mission Viejo. So, I mean, and the ranch is a big part of the lifestyle in San Juan Capistrano, you know, so. Are the bras hanging from the wall a big part of San Juan Capistrano's history? That's just a part of the the rich history of the Swallows Inn. I mean, it's a real sight to see. I mean, you don't get a lot, and the, and the, the cup sizes, the variants. Oh, there's some varying yeah. cup sizes. Damn, that's a big... Oh. Yeah, so I can't even begin to explain the ambiance of the Swallows Inn. It's bras and license plates and shit hanging everywhere. And rad pictures and wood, and it's kind of dark. It's like old school. They never like... really take anything away. They just kind of keep adding stuff, right, well, James? It's the ultimate dive bar, man. It's like what you would think a dive bar would be. Like, how many years of crap is on the walls in there, right? 
I got pictures I put on the walls and there's pictures of my dad on the walls. In there. So let's talk about your history with the Swallows Inn, because I think what's cool is kind of your musical history and stuff kind of connects a little bit to. Oh, majorly. C- can no. you tell us? Do you remember Not the kind first of, big day time. you walked into the bar? I remember the exact first day I walked to the bar. My mom, my brother and I were, I don't know, we were in town and I'm with my brother and my mom, and my mom says, oh, you guys got to come in here. You got to check this place out, right? And she drags us in. This walls, and there's a band playing. The people are all dancing. Right? And at that time, I did not dance. I did not play music. How old of a guy know? are you at this uh, Maybe 20. Or I, probably, I, was, I was probably legal age, so I was probably 21. I think it was 21. And did you great, play, great answer. Did you play yeah, right? the guitar and stuff <laughs> and get sing at this point? I mean, were you no, already musical? No, my mom... Was very musical. She had been backup singer for like Bonnie Raitt and uh, uh, Linda Ronstad. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the one rock singer chick that died young. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. Yeah. Who she are those women? Briefly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So Jeez. my my mom was my mom was a mega talent, and she taught dance at Boulder State University. Okay. So, so for me, it, it was like, and she was she's she's a hard case. You know, she's she's. She's a tough person to deal with. Love her. She's great. She's a wonderful person. But performing around her, you just get critiqued immediately. And I just, I didn't want that. I was like, I was too shy and, you know, too sensitive, whatever you want to call it. But no, no, I'm not doing, I'm never doing it right. right I'm right, doing it right. right, you know. So why even try? Yeah. So just, I'll sing to myself when I'm on a run or whatever. I'll dance when nobody's watching, you know. So she drug us into Swallows that one day in these People are dancing, everybody's doing their thing, right? And these two ladies, two older ladies, grab my brother, right? Get out of here, dance with us, right? And they start dancing with us. And myself immediately was like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing at all, but this is cool and I want to do this. It swallows just, you just go there and if you let your guard down a little bit, you're sucked in. It's your place for life. It's, well, yeah, and it's, it's a wonderful it's place. It's got a very, very, the point I tried to make earlier, it's got a very country vibe to it, which is different than like, kind of like, you know, most places on the coast in Southern California, right? It's sure. not like a surfer bar. It's not like, it's not that, right? Well, it's such a horse town. Yeah, there, right. right. That's a that's a key point is where it is and, and like its history and how it was established and the people that owned it. It's all part of like the way that it came up and it's cool and people come from far and wide to go there that are craving that kind of vibe because it's it is such an oasis. There aren't a lot of like let's call it I don't know honky tonk dive bar. There isn't a lot of honky tonk dive bars around Orange County. In fact, let's argue maybe it is the only one. It, it pretty much yeah. Now, and here let me caveat honky tonk dive biker bar. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot of layers to it too, and there's so there's there's those the, the people that go there go there for that specific vibe that they're craving because you can't find it anywhere right. else. Yeah, it's like Saturday afternoons, the biker day. You know, you got your different days there, and occasionally, you know, Saturday afternoon you got like your your rock and roll band playing. You know. Well, yeah. About going back to how eclectic it is. I mean, there's every ethnicity. There's people that are 75 years old in there and 21 year olds in there. Oh no, and everyone just seems no, no, to get no, along. There's people well, in there who are in their late 80s, yeah. sometimes 90s. Oh yeah, for sure. 
usually the 75 year olds are with the 21 year olds well that's well, what's yeah. so great that's it's part of the eclectic smoking hot 21 year old chick will come there to square dance again referencing James's beautiful wife she leads like the square dance yeah, well, uh, there's no square dancing okay so let's <laughs> clarify no go right well, well yeah like they'll come there two step or line two steps and, and line then there's dance. there is some that's other right. dances that are kind of reminiscent to square dancing but square dancing is like you switch partners, do the whole thing. Oh, okay. So no, that was totally my ignorance, and I, well, you know, I no, don't know. Well, but still, it's you know, it's similar, and you, you, you know, you're so not, you're line not totally, dance. You're not totally ignorant to that, but yeah, I, I see. It's just about terms, you right? Know? Right. Yeah. No, I know. I get it, and I, I appreciate yeah. the correction for sure. So Marie is a dance instructor in that kind of dance, line dancing, and all the other stuff he was just talking about. And so between the two of them, they're a great team, right? He's, you know, he's up on the band on the bandstand on the stage doing his thing she's like leading people dancing and they're they're awesome and again it's one of the only places in orange county that you can do that kind of thing so what i started to say earlier is you have the smoking hot 21 year old chicks coming from huntington down here wearing their like finest cowboy boots and stuff to come and dance because it's like the only place you can do that kind of dance and then you like he was saying you got like 80 year old like legitimate like rancher dudes that go there that know how to do that kind of dancing and the chicks love dancing with that guy because they feel safe because his viagra ain't kicked in yet and (laughs) they he knows how to do the the dance so they they're rad because he's like twirling them around and stuff and they're loving it so you do you get this really cool cross-section of the young and the old and everyone is having a blast well it's still a bar where you can see two old men buy a bottle of Jack Daniels just like from Tombstone and sit there with two shot glasses right. and then the 24 year old smoker with a crop top drinking like a lemon martini right for sure and everything's cash cash only cash bar plays. genius play and fucking Mr. James Kelly up on stage doing a song and I think it's about time without all this like let's let's hear some music let's do a song Seriously. So James, before we get going on the first song, how long you, have you been playing music? You said at twenty years old you still weren't playing. No. And how did you get going with this particular band with your bandmates? Okay, well, I started playing music. Uh, I would say when I was twenty-six, about so, twenty-six. That's late, right? Oh, yeah, For a lot of absolutely. musicians. Yeah. So I started like just going, just going to Swallows and dancing and seeing all these guys doing. I always wanted to sing since I was little. I was so always Swallows singing. Inn was your inspiration to get oh, big in time. Music. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm going there and just watching these bands do their thing, and you know, I'm just going, God, I want to do that. I like playing music. That is, that's the cool thing, you know. So I, I started, you know, singing karaoke a little bit occasionally here and there, you know, and and you know, God, God forgive me, but karaoke just drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm just watching these people who can't carry a tune in a bucket singing the longest songs and going, I just can't do this anymore. And I spent a few months doing karaoke and I was like, I got to get a guitar, just start playing, start trying to figure this out. And I bought a guitar at the old barn, which is connected to Swallows. It's part of the same building. It's an antique mall, right? Yeah, yeah. Place yeah. is killer. Yeah, Go in there, super buy some cool old stuff. Still right? there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I bought my first guitar. It was fifty bucks. That's so rad that you bought your first guitar right there. At oh, the I know. Barn. It's it's Swallows was meant to be from, nice from up above for sure. Sweet. So I bought this guitar for fifty bucks. It's broken. I fix the thing. I learn all the basic chords and all the stuff, you know, start to get going. And then you got a lot of help from different band people. Because I just befriend a lot of these band people, you know. I'm always hanging out and helping them load their gear, asking them questions, you know. 
eventually sitting in, singing with them, and I'm doing open mics and. I mean, to me, honestly, the like the playing the guitar is the most impressive part. Like people sing, you know, you can sing in the shower. Like you, you know, people kind of inherently either can sing or they can't sing. But playing the guitar, I mean, that's that's like a real kind of skill that's very difficult to acquire. Not, not. I don't think everybody that even sets out to learn how to play the guitar ever gets to the point even. Well, well, yeah, I, I don't really, cons- I don't really consider myself a guitar player, but. It's good enough to accompany myself where I can sit down and like there's music there while I can sing too, right? Which is cool, you know? And you're right. You're like your average person, you know, I would play way better than them, but I'm a professional. That doesn't say anything, you know? Yeah. But there's somebody who doesn't play guitar and I guarantee there's something they do that I can't do, you know? Right. Everybody's got their thing, right? So anyway, back to the story. So I get the guitar and I start working away and slowly start doing stuff. And, you know, one thing leads to another and I have uh, this one guy, uh, he asks me, he was like, hey, I got, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Mahe Sushi in Dana Point. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, that place was wonderful, right? Oh, yeah. That was my like first professional paid gig was there. He was like, uh, can you put some band guys together? I'll play some guitar. You know, you play your rhythm guitar and sing and. Like the manager of the restaurant? No, no, just a guy who was, he was like a booking guy. And he, okay. This is Mark Lydell, five star talent. He, he helps like book the Doheny Blues Festival and all the city concerts and all this stuff. He's kind of a big deal in the booking. And he's had a lot of bands himself. He's a great musician guy, great songwriter. So he was the one who saw something in me and was like, hey, man, I love you to like front this little deal. And I'll sing some of the songs until you get up to par and then you cover the night, whatever. Let's see how it goes. And it just went from there, man. And, you know, just one thing to another. And, you know, recently we, like I said, we opened for Midland. We played in Tennessee this year, Alabama, Arizona, or back in Arizona, Tennessee this year again. And, like, to your last question was, like, the band I have now, where'd they come from? Just meeting people here and there, you know. Like my guitar player, Jerry, or not guitar player, but drummer, Jerry, Jerry Deeks, he's an ex-Marine. He played on the Marine Jazz Band. I got introduced to him through some other dude, and he's wonderful. I love him. He's, he's I just say, in, in my group, he's number one for me because he was the first solid guy that I had consistent. Then he introduced yeah. me to the bass player, Chris Harris, who's a retired firefighter. Chris is badass. He's the backbone of the group. He keeps us all in line, man. He knows the songs better than all of us. <laughs> And, and then I have some other people I play with too. Recently, we have Randy Hess, who is a steel guitar player and guitar. He won 13 Grammys for steel guitar playing. He's, he's played with Tom oh, T. Hall, Pam wow. Tillis, Trace Atkins, I believe Garth Brooks. You know, if, and if I'm wrong on some of these names, forgive me. But And then my most recent guy is Kyle Crow. His brother does like my real work with me, you know, <laughs> construction <laughs> stuff. But his brother wanted. Uh, Kyle, so his brother's name Chad, he wanted Kyle to play with me. He was like, hey, my brother's a rocker, you know, but I don't know, dude, just something tells me you guys would you guys would vibe, you know, right? And uh, we tried to connect. This was pre-COVID, right? It just didn't happen. He was busy. I was busy. It didn't work. So I just was in the back of my mind. COVID hit, and then his brother once again was like, dude, Kyle's not doing anything, man. She had at least come out for one gig and try it out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he had only known one country song. And this guy can play MTV Unplugged note for note, every every guitar part on it, you know. He may say different, but I know. This guy's freaking amazing. So he uh, 
eventually he just up to par, man. He's now a number one guitar player now. And he's freaking bitching. Yeah. So that's so where was, we are with the band now. Was So do you consider you guys a country band? Yeah, I would I would consider us Southern rock because and we why, always lean towards rock. Like, and that's my next question right. is why? You know, you, you come from California. Were you a fan of that kind of music before? Is that the kind of music you oh, grew yeah, up listening yeah. to? Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, you know, I've gone through all these phases of... When you're in California, you know, we, was, we were surfing for a while. My brothers and I, we were all hillbillies, you know. Like, we grew up in the woods most of the time, you know. Then we got to Orange County. It was like, there's surfing. There's all this cool stuff. There's clubs, you know. So we started listening to this and that. My brothers dove deeper into, like, you know, hip-hop stuff and, like, heavy metal and this and that. But I always stuck to my roots. I was always – Merle Haggard was always number one for nice. me. Because I grew up listening to him with my dad. I loved Merle Haggard. And just – you know, I love like CCR was a big influence for me musically, vocally, you know, and then I always had my bluegrass roots that I loved. I was listening to that. And I've done a lot of bluegrass stuff at church stuff I've done, you know. So for me, it's a it's a an eclectic mix of music for sure, because there, there'll be nights where I play different clubs. Right? I do classic rock all night. And I don't even do one country song. And I enjoy that. It's It's a little break from doing our regular thing. Right. But I get back to the roots of like, I call it like Southern rock, you know, that's, we just, we always put a little rock edge to what we do, you know, and I, I like to rock out a little bit, you know, you know, I'm, I don't really have a voice like Merle Haggard, but I appreciate it. And I sing songs once in a while, you know, you have to find who you are musically. Right. I think right. I've discovered that for the most part, you know? That's so do you play, a, I'm sorry, Josh. No, no, no. I just think that's rad that you went through the, you went through the, the years and the different musics and the different musicians and you found it's profound to say like you found who you are as a musician that takes time i bet oh yeah absolutely like i had no idea like for a while there it was like what am i gonna be so you know here it is and and people if you listen to what people are telling you you know like i think you can kind of discover like hey that's really good if you keep hearing a certain thing you're doing and they're telling you that's good that's probably what you should lean towards, you know. They keep telling Ryan to stop doing the podcast. No, they so should he listen to that? So let me ask you. Well, as long as he has a whiskey at the <laughs> podcast, yeah, yeah. he should keep it going. <laughs> so does the band do all covers, some uh uh original music, fifty fifty, like you write your own stuff? What well right now it's 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 mostly covers, yes. But okay. but now we're in the process where we actually do originals and it was a good kick in the butt for us when we, when we opened for midland it was like it wasn't just midland you know it was daring gritly this other group they're kind of like a 60s throwback group right i didn't even know who they were until mission fest which that where we opened for midland midland was mission fest so uh i didn't know daring greatly was going to be there and i found out who they were and uh we opened then it was them and they were cool it was awesome we had great harmonies guitar jams this and that and then there was uh white buffalo i don't know if you guys know who white buffalo is he's cool he's like a uh i don't know leaning towards more country version of Ed, eddie vetter kind of got a voice okay. like that but okay. the deeper it's, it's really cool like you listen to the stuff it's pretty cool and then there was uh devin dawson who wrote God's Country that Blake Shelton just did recently, which was a huge hit. And I actually had met Devin Dawson before from another show that we had done. My wife and I essentially opened for him 
at Harris Casino a while back. Sweet. And then it was Midland, the headliners. And uh, But I was saying that was a good kick in the butt for us because it was like, we got to do some original music here. And I had some stuff and had some other stuff that people wanted me to sing of theirs, you know. And so I was like, guys, we're, we're doing some originals. So now we're we're off and running. And I, I write music with an organizational. We can get to that here in just a little bit and talk about them in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, it's Freedom Sings USA. And we write songs for veterans who write their stories. Okay, so. sweet. Yeah, we can talk about that here in a little bit. But that's, let's do that's a really song cool and then let's talk about that a little bit. What well, if you're gonna like yeah. what kind of song are we gonna do tonight? You know what? I don't know, we'll do I don't know, we'll do a couple songs here, but I had this funny thought for a song. I was like, you know, we got all this political mumbo jumbo going on in our country, right? Who's right, who's wrong, blah blah blah. You know, it's like why can't we just get back to where it was like to like Rodney King? Can't we just all get along here, man? Like seriously? Like, you do your life, I do my life, man. Leave me alone. I'm not going to shut you down. Don't shut me down, you know? Like, so there's this song, and we do this most nights, right? It's called Get Along, Kenny Chesney. And it, it just sums it up. It's like, come on, do your thing. I'm doing my thing. Let's just meet in the middle. Let's have some fun, you know? Yeah. Have nice. some whiskey. Yeah. Smoke a joint if that that's bottle? your thing. It's yeah. not mine, but if it's your thing, do it, man. Whatever no, it takes. Wow. So this song's called Get Along. Check it out. Had a man wearing a t-shirt said Virginia's for lovers Had a Bible in his left hand and a bottle in the other Said all you're really given is the sunshine in your name We both started laughing when the sky started to rain Get along down the road, got a long, long way to go Scared to live, scared to die we ain't perfect, but we try Get along while we can Always give love the upper hand Paint a wall, learn to dance Call your mom, buy a boat Drink a beer, sing a song Make a friend, can't we all get along? Saw a model on a billboard, 1-800-GET-TO-KNOW-ME Wondering was she photoshopped, her eyes really that lonely Did she leave her hometown thinking she'd end up in L.A. Did she break down in the desert and get stuck beside the highway Get along down the road, got a long, long way to go Scared to live, scared to die we ain't perfect, but we try Get along while we can Always give love the upper hand Paint a wall, learn to dance Call your mom, buy a boat Drink a beer, sing a song Make a friend, can't we all get along? Yeah, that's, that's a really cool song. That was very That's not the that. entirety of the song, but you get the gist. Nice, you know? I really like that. That was great. That was great. Yeah, thank you, guys. So you work with an organization? Yeah, Freedom Sings USA. They're in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And this is a great story. I'll try to make it to so it's not too long. But uh, I had this lady. Uh, her name, I still know her. I didn't have this lady, but I still know her. She's a friend. <laughs> uh, her name is Kelly Ray. 
and she has a great band. She won Star Search when she was a kid. She's a very talented lady. And she was one of the people back when I'd look up to, and she would always let me sit in with her group. And, and as, soon as soon as I was actually becoming good, I wasn't sitting in with her anymore. I was like, what happened? But I look back on it now. At first, I was kind of mad about it. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What did I do? And it was like, no, you don't need me anymore, dude. <laughs> you're you're going to take my show. You get your own show now, yeah, right? Yeah, Did she have that conversation with you? Did she say that? No, no. Just, no, it didn't ask implied. me to come out. Yeah, it just didn't, didn't ask me to come out anymore or anything. But but I, I look back and I go, yeah, it's my my time to get a band, do my thing, not leech yeah, off yeah. her anymore, yeah, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah so. But she recently, this is a years after, like, doing stuff with her and everything, you know? And she's awesome, man. She's really talented and awesome person. Uh, she sent me a text message and goes, uh, knuckleheads in San Clemente needs a country solo act for a veterans event. They're going to have at knuckleheads. Uh, and I want to say it was February. It was 2019. I want to say it was February something. So I call the owner brick of knuckleheads. who's super good dude. And I ask him what's up, and he, he tells me, he goes, oh, this is vet who's going to walk from San Juan Capistrano to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to raise awareness to try to help curb veteran suicides, which is now, I think, at 23 guys a day. It was 22. Wow. It's terrible. With COVID and everything, it's made it worse. Yeah. So it's like at 23, 23 veterans are killing themselves every single day. So... And this guy was an army veteran for 20 years. He had PTSD. His, his best friend died in Afghanistan. And uh, he's walking from San Juan Capistrano to Myr Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And he's stopping at these different locations doing some fundraisers here and there, right? He's trying to raise money for all these different organizations and also for Freedom Sings USA. And uh, I meet him. So I end up getting the job for this event. And I meet him and, uh, and then I meet some of these people that are help running this thing, you know, and I tell him, I'm like, Hey, can I just bring my whole band instead of doing like the solo thing? I'm like, we'll donate all of our tips and whatever we would get for the bar and just the whole deal. Right. And he, they go, yeah, of course. We just didn't want to burden a band to do something for free. So we're just trying to get somebody solo. I'm like, you're not burdening anybody when you're helping veterans. Yeah, yeah. They gave, we give back. And if nice. people have a problem giving back to veterans, go away. We don't need you. So I ended up playing that event and I just knew when I met this guy, Van Booth, that we were going to be friends for life. He's just a good dude. This was not a glory thing. He was doing this because he felt like he got healing through this organization, writing his song about his best friend that passed away because he had contemplated the stuff we're talking about. Right, you know? right. So, and he tells me, and I'm calling him as he, he's, where are you at, man? You know, he's always keeping in touch with me. We're talking like almost every single day when he's on the road walking, you know. And I ended up doing uh, like two other events. I did one in uh, Lancaster at Bravery Brewery that was partly owned by the Gunny. Remember the Gunny, the drill sergeant? comedian guy that was yeah. on tv he was full metal jacket he was oh, a yeah. drill instructor. ER what's your mouth major yeah, malfunction yeah er Leonard's a section eight <laughs> yeah he's got it i know i, know oh, exactly yeah, what's, I can't think of his name right now but it's uh, like a it's a couple of initials yeah it's like an e, e, e furley or an ff farley or... yeah a good dude though yeah. but he was the owner of this bravery brewery so i did an event there and then van goes i want you 
to play when I walk into Chattanooga, Tennessee. When I walk in, we're going to have something at Edley's Barbecue in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I want you to come out there and play. And he goes, I'm paying for your flight to get out there and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, like you're just a retired vet. He was like, dude, I got the money. Don't worry. I don't have any overhead. He was like, you got a family. You got this and that. I'm like, I'm sending you some money to make this happen. So long story short, I get out there. Now I'm involved and I've started a chapter in California of Freedom Sings USA California. So I have some vets out here that are writing on there. We've, we're, we've almost done three songs in the last very uh, cool. two or three months. Can you give a plug and how people can find out? About yeah, well, it's Freedom Sings USA. You know, you can look it up on the computer. We can we can pull up the website. I can't remember exactly what the website is, uh, but it's Freedom Sings USA out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ryan? Hmm. That falls right into your wheelhouse. By the way, while we take a, a quick pause, when you have a name like Van Booth, yeah, you're off to a great start. I mean, that is a power name. How long did it's, it take him? It took him. Well, he actually took it slow. He didn't want to rush it, so he took it slow. It took him from I think he he started in March, I want to say, and got there like right around the New Year. Wow. Jeez. So what is that? Eight other, months or something. The other name more? is Arlie Army. Arlie Army. Yeah. Or no, no, Army. no. That's not right. Yeah. That guy. What's your <laughs> What's your what's major your Army. Army. Yeah. Arlie Army. Army. Arlie Army. I'm like Army is a little too convenient, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, his, his name's close enough, though, right? He probably should have been yeah. Army. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, another cool thing. Uh, my dad was a Navy SEAL, which is kind of awesome. Uh, and I'm actually playing the Navy SEAL reunion in a couple weeks from now. I, I played it once pre-COVID, and, and all that happened. I'm so how do you it. find most of your gigs? Are they at this point? Are they coming just like super organically? Like they've always come organically. We never advertise ever. That's so rad. Yeah, I know it's a blessing, man. Like I would have never thought that, but it's just the way it is. Well, it just shows that the. Frankly, not to kiss your ass, but the talent level, the word of mouth gets around that you're yeah. pretty freaking and good. And I have, the, you know? but I, yeah, yeah. And you know what? And not not to give, not to pat myself on the back, but I have the secret weapon that lives in my house. My oh, wife, the wife. Right. She's the best advertising person ever. She's absolutely amazing. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? We met at OC Tavern dancing. Oh my gosh, that's my joint. I want to hear another song. I oh, yeah. loved that song. That's a great song. That makes you kind of want to have a good time. It makes you want to have a good time. It makes you want to buy a boat. (laughs) Well, it makes you want to drink. Crash a car. Buy a boat. Smoke a joint. Punch Jaws. Yeah. You know what? I got a song song here uh, that it's actually my buddy Van Booth's song. It's his story that he wrote that. uh, And the cool things with these songs, man, like they're being recorded and sung by like these Nashville people that are just amazing. Right. Billy Crane is one of the guys I'm working with now. I can't, I can't even believe I'm like on the same, same stage with this guy. He comes out and plays with my band when I'm in Tennessee. He co-wrote devil went down to Georgia. Wow. He wrote a number one hit song for the Dixie chicks. He wrote songs for the Bellamy brothers. He's played guitar with the Rolling Stones, played guitar for Charlie Daniels. His brother was Charlie Daniels original lead guy that played in his band for like 30 years he died 2011 it was tommy crane this the guy i'm talking about now billy crane 
he took over and was doing this bow weevils thing. Charlie Daniels had this group called the bow weevils and they were like doing this swampy blues rock stuff. Really cool. It's like whiskey drinking music, right? Nice. It's good, good stuff. Like washboards and sly guitars, right? Nice. If it's Charlie Daniels, you know it's good, right? Yeah. So Tom, uh, Billy Crane, oh God, if... If I could say any man that I've ever met is a really godly good dude, it's Billy Crane. He's amazing. He's like, and he tells you straight up how it is, man. Yeah, he's 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 got a good, I'll, I'll leave his story to him. He can tell his own story, but he's got a heavy story in his life, man. He's been through a lot of stuff, and he appreciates where he's at, you know, and he, he gives back. That's right. Now, forgive me. I don't mean to, to be uncomfortable or pry, but you've mentioned religion and God several times yeah. tonight. Is that a big part of oh, your yeah, life absolutely. and your songwriting? Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, I still like to just write fun stuff and this and that that has nothing to do with, well, with sure, God and this sure. that. But it always comes in there because, you know, I do call myself, if people go, what's your deal? I just say, oh, I'm a Jesus freak, you know, just so I can beat them to it, you know. But yeah, I, I, love, I love God, you know. He's blessed me, you know, but right. I just don't push it on people. You know, sure. it's like, it's your thing. And if it's not, I'm not going to push it on, you know, I'm just going to try to do the best with what I have. You know, if they ask me what I'm all about, you know, if I got to make sure, I got to make sure that I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Like all these other people in the churches are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, you know what? And it, it makes sense when you find the worst people in churches. If I was the devil, I'd go to the church first, too. <laughs> yeah, watch me poke at these people. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. That's bunch, a bunch of idiots. Watch me get them, you know? That's kind of the first place Infiltrate. he goes. <laughs> well, exactly. That's, that's a perfect word for it. Yeah. Perfect word. So yeah. this guy's this is this this next song you were thinking about doing is a story is like is the story of Yeah, this this is called uh My Brother Bo. And uh he this is about his his best friend Bo. He was his uh let me not screw this up right, his uh machine gun squad leader. Van Booth was this guy's machine gun squad leader. Okay. Yeah. And uh his middle name was Bo, they called him Bo, right? So uh this was like the story about Bo, you know. And so he wrote this. Van Booth wrote yeah, this song. Yeah. So this this was like. So what what? And then freedom, you put it to music. Or? No no no. This is. I'm just. I'm just doing. Okay. I'm doing a cover of. Okay. This. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of the songs that Freedom Sings USA wrote and okay. helped him write. He wrote with them. Okay. And then they recorded right. So the whole thing is, you know, you pair veterans with these awesome songwriters. Ah, I see. Right. As a way of like healing and like sharing your story. Oh, that's very cool. And they don't force you to, we need your story. We're going to write a song about your right, story. Right, we need right. your story right now. It's like, just go to one of these meetings and watch what they do. You know, and there's a lot of people, they're, they're get these meetings for months, maybe even years, right? They don't say a word. They just watch it go on. Then all of a sudden they start speaking and they share some story and it turns into this amazing song. that's healing for more than one person, whether it's some story about, you know, your best friend who died or, a battle you went through or your, your old lady at home or a funny story yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is, you know, just. That's an incredible idea. It's a very cool thing. And very there's, cool. you know, and there's a lot of it going on, but veterans are a big deal to me. Like my dad was a Navy SEAL and he dealt with a lot of stuff and 
I deal with veterans a lot. I definitely have a heart for that. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, man. All right, this is called My Brother Bo, written by my good friend Van Booth. Love you, brother. Skinny red-headed kid from South Carolina Pack dip in his lip and cherries in his moonshine He grew up quick on our second trip to Iraq Funny as hell when the day was done Dead serious when he got behind that machine gun We were just like brothers Always had each other's back Every day I tell him don't forget Son, don't you dare get hit And when you draw fire, run fast Never know which day's your last Keep your powder dry and that ginger fool head low Stay strong, stay true Don't forget your infantry blue He was one of the bravest boys I'll ever know My brother Bo When we got back home, we were best of friends It wasn't long before we both re-upped again I was reassigning boys Afghanistan bound He was moving up, putting rank on his sleeve We were gonna get together in our next league Next time I saw boys when they laid him in the ground Three months left, he was K.I.A. Bet the last thing they heard him say was when you draw fire, run fast, never know which days you laugh. Keep your powder dry and that redneck fool head low. Stay strong, stay true, don't forget your infantry blue. He was one of the bravest boys you'll never know. My brother Bo. My brother Bo My brother Bo Oh man That's a tear jerker Yeah, great great story, great guy What were you saying the first couple times you tried to do that song you couldn't even make it all the way through? Oh well, it was like for the first like couple months when i was learning that because i was planning on surprising van with the song that he wrote for his event he was having me play at in tennessee and i mean it was just the first couple months and like i could barely get through the song with that last verse is a real tearjerker it's a yeah. great story though i mean obviously there's a lot of love there yeah 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 big time van loved Bo like they're, they're very good friends. They end up, I think it, they ended up being neighbors. Uh, at one point, like I'm not, I'm not, I remember the whole story exactly, but they're very close. And he, and he was, he was cool. He's much, he was a younger guy than Van, you know. So we ended up being like, his you can friend. tell in the song, he's Van's kind of looking out for him, like keep your oh, head yeah. low, you know. Yeah, he was like, you know, he's like, he was like his 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 friend, yeah, dad, yeah, mentor, yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, you know. Exactly. And Van is. He's such a good dude, man. I, I just Van Booth, man. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I talked to him. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and I was telling him about the webcast, you know, and I was telling him I was gonna possibly sing the song. And he was like, "Oh my god!" And he, he was like, "So James, 
how do you have time to even talk to me anymore, bro? You're kind of like a celebrity. I'm like, dude, come on. I'm not a celebrity, first of all, but I always make time for you, Van. There you go. Not only did you serve your country for over 20 years, but you're just constantly helping veterans. Like, why do vets have to help vets? I don't get that. Like, I'm not a vet. My dad was. You know, I'm not patting myself on the back like I help vets, but, you know, I I do my best. But you do. I got to say, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about my good friend, Ryan Hatch. Wow, what a segue. Yeah. This isn't uh, a guy that was a vet. I'm not sure your dad was a vet. He was in the Army. He was in the Army, so your dad was a vet. Something I didn't know about Colin Hatch right there. Just learn. But I do know that Ryan is a guy that will take every opportunity that he can to stoke a vet. We'll be in a restaurant together, and Ryan will somehow catch wind that there's a vet somehow, you know, dining, and Ryan will ask for the bill. He'll be in the airport and buy dudes fucking in uniform, you know, walk right up to him out of the blue, you know. And and here's another thing. Ryan is a, a guy that really loves people. Not that friendly of a guy. Appreciate the told. sacrifice. But he, but he will walk up to a guy in uniform in an airport and be like, yo, bro. What can I can I buy you a beer or a sandwich or like what like hook him up and like that's my friend Ryan Hatch right as as all you know I I don't do that I respect vets you know I I respect their sacrifice but and it's not that it it just it, it doesn't occur to me to do that and Ryan it, every opportunity he gets when he when 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 he's in the vicinity of a vet Ryan I I I've seen it happen multiple times we'll take the time and and the money or whatever it takes to devote a little moment to try to make that person's life that much better and essentially it comes down to thank you for your time and your and your sure. sacrifice yeah. and your service and I think awesome. that's very cool and I don't take the time to shout out Ryan all the time on this show but that is something that is worth shouting out and it's a topic that we're talking about and yeah so that's very cool man and so it, Ryan what was your dad's name uh, Colin Hatch. Colin Hatch. So yeah. I just want to say thank you, Colin Hatch, for your service. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know your dad was in the army. Oh, yeah. Was he? Did he fight in a? No. He well. So he was uh, in uh, heavy artillery mechanic. Um, he's an accountant now, but uh, he was a heavy artillery account because it, it was Vietnam time, and so he was like, "Well, hey, if I've got to go, then I want to be five miles from the front, right? And, you know, when something breaks, and I can you know fix it, fix it, and lob shells back." back over so he tried to stay you know as back as far as he could if there's another thing i know about the hatches is that they're really good at fixing shit yeah <laughs> right i mean you have like he's like macgyver you have something break ryan will come in with like a staple and like some chewing gum and get your fucking <laughs> car running no, again you, you can't believe what he can fix yeah, it's wild. A, a shoelace and a band-aid all right let's uh let's do another song I feel like you're holding out on me, James. This is my way of to be continued, so I'll make sure I'm back on the yeah, webisodes nice. oh, in the well, future. You're already back, for sure. <laughs> it's, like the right beat, on. it's like the Beat It video. There's it's part two. Part two. Right. We only saw them, they ended up dancing. Mike, I don't want to watch you beat it the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought the second part of was Beat It was uh, Eat It. Yeah. <laughs> Just Eat It? Yeah, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. What a long career that guy's had. Jeez. What a great career! Amazing, man. right? People probably didn't take him very seriously at the beginning. That guy's got some staying power. Do you know the school he went to was right over the back fence 
of where he lived. And his mom used to look over the fence and watch him all day to make sure he didn't get in trouble at the school. Because he was a whack job? I don't, you know, I don't know if it was he maybe was to make sure he kid. was safe or not in trouble or whatever. His he mom, was like, definitely the weird kid. Well, it was the haircut. Yeah, Ma. Well, the, the mop what's always up with, draws attention. What's up with my hair, Ma? I Son. got the, like, the curly oh bangs. Oh, my God. It looked wait, literally which, like a Wait, mop. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which part of he's weird did not weird Al Yankovic yeah, yeah, well, give no, it away? I, God bless the guy. I love him. What I think, I mean, I would say in my first three albums I ever owned, there's there was Beastie Boys, License to Ill, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, the the thriller one, but whatever his was. Yeah, I forget. That album, License to Ill, and Run DMC were the first three albums I owned. Am I like well, that? Find my youth. Carly Simon. I didn't know any. Who's? I, didn't you, you're Carly. So, you're so far away. No, I didn't. Is that Isn't one? Is that the, your favorite? Wasn't that your? Favorite? Is that your first album that you owned? Was Carly Simon? <laughs> I think one of the first albums I, uh, I remember Cindy Lauper, she's so unusual, and and the and the Tears for Fears shout album was one of the first couple I had. First album you ever owned, James? Okay, no. So oh. here's the two things. There's the first tape mm-hmm. I ever owned was Thriller. First tape I got a I, I got a Walkman for yeah. Christmas, and it in in the same present it came with Thriller and Uptown Girl. So those are the first two tapes I ever owned. First CDs I ever owned were Licensed to Ill, Run DMC, and that and that Weird Al Yankovic album. So I can, Man, I can, it, oh, I can give you something here. My first eight track. I never owned an eight track. Was the Muppets Christmas? Okay, nice. Okay. <laughs> My first album was Thriller. Record album. Record album. Okay. Was Thriller. Nice. Um, my first tape was Raising Hell. Nice. Run DMC. Yeah. And my first CD was uh, Hotel California. Okay. James, uh, take us okay. through your... I have... Okay. Records didn't come for me till like way later. But... Right. I just got into vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Well, my first one that was like mine was I went to a yard sale when I was a kid. You know, people know them as garage sales. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When you live in a rural area, yeah, there's, there's no yardies. garage. Yeah. There's no garage. We call, it, we call it a yard sale. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, I go to this yard sale, <laughs> yard sale translated, yard. and I see there's a skateboard there. It's for sale, right? I and mean, it's, it's a legit skateboard. And I was a hillbilly kid. I was always... Like, skateboarding is cool. That's what the city kids do. I've seen it. It's cool, right? And I see a skateboard. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want that, right? And then there's some cassettes, right? And I was in, I was always, I've always been into music, as you, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, I think I was 12 years old, right? And I asked the people, like, I'm there with my dad. I'm like, making sure dad's not looking. I'm like, I know my dad doesn't want me to ride a skateboard. My dad doesn't want me to do anything except for work. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he did want me to have fun, work out with him, do fun stuff. But, like, my dad don't want me off skateboard being a punk, whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, how much is the skateboard? And people go, 50 cents. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, and I have this Led Zeppelin cassette. Nice. I think it was Black Dog was the album. Nice. Black Dog, I think. And I go, and I wasn't sure what Led Zeppelin, I didn't even know what Led Zeppelin was. Right. But I was like, that's a cool name. Right, because I, I I was listening. 
I had to listen to Christian music. My yeah. dad would listen to like K Earth 101 back when it was the real Don Steele. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the cool K Earth 101 back when, right? So, and I go, how much for the cassette? They go, 50 cents. And I go, or maybe the skateboard was like a dollar. I think the skateboard was a dollar except 50 cents, whatever. And I asked my dad, I'm like, dad, can I get this skateboard? He's like, what do you want that for? I'm like, it's pretty cool, dad. It's like a really good one. Yeah. I want to skate And he's around, like, man. how Come much on. is it? I go, a dollar fifty. Nice. So I lied to him, right? <laughs> I wanted the cassette. Sold. <laughs> and my dad goes, yeah, he, you know, he gives me two bucks or whatever. And then he's like, keep, keep the 50 cents, whatever. So I buy the skateboard and the cassette, and I'm just like, I turned into an instant skater punk, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> right. Led so, Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin was definitely oh, one dude, of the first albums. So I had this cassette player. You know the, the cassette players that were like shaped like that? The, the, the record was orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was you so can oh, you mean the flatbed? The flatbed. With the pop-up? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was like an El Camino, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ranchero. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Still without the bump for the window. Yeah. <laughs> or the cab, I should say. <laughs> anyway, so I and, and on those what was cool. You could put tape over the holes in the cassette, then you could record oh, over yeah. whatever, right? We all that was we were hackers. So so, so anyway. I remember I'd put that thing under my pillow at night and listen to Led Zeppelin under my pillow. And like there was a time when that album, I do every word to every single song oh, on yeah, that cassette. Dude. Like yeah, yeah. Led Zeppelin was my heart. first like induction into rock and roll. Yeah, right? so you that, know because like Weird Al Yankovic, you know Beastie Boys, that wasn't you know, but Led Zeppelin was like my first. And you know, Thriller, those albums, that wasn't rock and roll. You know, Uptown Girl, that wasn't you Billy know, like, Joel. My, yeah, that was not. My Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin was like, oh shit, I've gotten myself into yeah. a little something here. You know, yeah, this the, is... and the big thing with Led Zeppelin, it was it was all centered around his vocals. Yeah, it was, and I was an I was a, I'm a tenor. Yeah, know? yeah, we well, exactly like I mean when I when I was an early teenager, I could sing all that yeah, right, high right, stuff. Right, right. I could sing all that high stuff. I didn't do it around anybody. Yeah, but I have an ear to remember. Like because now I know I can't. Yeah, as I got older. But it was all saying it was. And now I look back on it, and musically, it's kind of weird. You know, at least at least the the music part of it, not the vocals. Yeah. The vocals are all still great, you know. But if, as far as my first, whatever my cassette, that was it. And the first like vinyl record I had was thrift store shopping, and I want to say my first one, I think it was a Merle Haggard record that I got from a thrift store. But I could, but I remember I had a bunch of them. I can't really say what the first one was. I, I, I'm like shopping and going, oh my God, 50 cents for vinyl records. And, and I just got a vinyl. My dad picked up a record player. They do cassettes and records and radio, right? And I'm like, this thrift store's got vinyl records. Oh my God, I can buy some now, right? You know, I'm like, I think I'm like 18 years old, right? So I'm buying these records. And there was all this, you can think of Motown stuff, country, just Stuff now, like these records, you can't even touch them for less 25, 30 bucks each. Yeah. I was getting them for 50 cents, right? So, can't really say what my first record was. It was it was a bunch of records. To this I day, love I have the like sound. 400 of them. Oh, the, the, really? A four, you have a big and, vinyl collection? You know, in my, yeah, in my garage, I got like probably 400 of them. 
I love the sound of vinyl. I love it. Oh, I it's, love yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, there's nothing better. I love throwing on a record, like the whole the tactile like sensation of it. Yeah, but the, 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 the white the sound, noise is the coolest the part. The white hand, noise is the best part. Which is made most famous by, right the, Pink, by, about, by the Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, this uh, what was it. So, so I wish you were two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl. Yeah. I'm not doing it justice. Wish you were no. here. Wish you were here. Yeah, they have good white noise. I remember noise. my dad. But yeah, that's super famous for how good the white noise. It like makes the song when he breaks into the yes. guitar. It does. It's a it real does? thing. It does. It does. I remember my dad having to go to the. What store would you have to? Did he have to go to to buy the new needle needles? Remember, like they came in those eight packs. Yeah, like and they have to change a needle. Yeah, right. I radio Shack was like the a radi- spot. Radio Shack. It was Adult novelty. It, there is no Radio was, Shack anymore. No, is there? Radio Shack is dead. Yeah, but it was Radio Shack. Nobody radio has yeah. like a CB hobby anymore. Right. <laughs> no kidding. You had man. a run. Do you remember yeah. back in the days of buying slot cars? Oh, dude, <laughs> so fun, dude. When I was a kid, a good slot car was like thirty dollars. <laughs> It's the freaking size of a Hot Wheel. It's thirty bucks for that little sucker. <laughs> let's do um, let's do one more song. Why not? Let's do uh. You were saying that your butt. So this is another. So what's so cool? Saying that your butt. You're saying, <laughs> no. What's so cool is I was definitely not talking about that region no. of my body. Here, let me start all over. Please. I like this the selection of songs you brought us tonight because they are not just your average you know cover song. They all have a cool story behind them. And I think you said that this last one that you were going to do has a really cool story behind it, too. I thought he's doing his cover of Salt and Pepper, Push It. Yeah. Come on, push, push P-p-push it. Push it come real on, good. Come on. <laughs> push it. You got to do that part, though. You know what? I'll, I'll save the... Uh, I'll save that. Push it. <laughs> I'll yo, baby, pop. <laughs> yo, 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 baby, baby pop. pop. Yeah, yeah, you. Come, come here and give me a, a kiss. <laughs> That doesn't mean you guys should do it. Oh. Just because it. James, no. can I, James, can I ask you a question no. of uh, being a fan of country music? Yes. My whole life, I have been a poser. Right? We're living in a surfing town, and I wear all the surfing stuff, but I don't surf. Skating clothing, I don't skate. What if I like country music, but I feel like I'm not going to be welcomed into it? The thing is, with the whole country thing, man, they don't care if you're country. People are just looking for people who are genuine. Honestly, yeah. if you're, it's so. I've I went for my first time playing in Tennessee in uh, two thousand. <laughs> Jeez, that came out fast. Two thousand and nineteen. It was two thousand nineteen, November. It was uh, Veterans Day weekend, 2019, and I was really worried about how I would be perceived. Yeah, exactly. Perceived is a good word for it, you know, or at least welcomed, right? It seems on the surface you'd be more welcome than me in a country bar. Well, look at him. Look at you. Yeah, let me ask you this. How, how, when, I, it isn't. It, it, it's just. It's really not that way, man. It's that's just good news because like, I love. I'm really learning to like country music. It's, I mean, like, dude, old, it's the, starting to happen to me too. The older yeah. you, the older you get, it's like you start appreciating the stories because you're going. You don't have to be country to relate to some of those stories. They're just life shit. It's like my old lady left me, or I got a drinking problem, or. 
freaking well, truck broke down or whatever. It's not, those are the cliches. You know, a truck, a dog, booze, or a lady, right? Those are the cliche, cliches on country music. But that's, you know, you, you you know as well as I do. It's not all about that. Like the song I just did by Kenny Chesney. Yeah, right. Singing about buying a boat, drinking a right, beer, right. you know. and But and do you think that how country... Shit. I'm sorry to cut you off, but isn't that, isn't that cool? I think country music has evolved. Oh, it for sure has. Integrated, let's just say, it's more, you're more Southern rock, you know? Yeah. I think there were days where it was like... Complete separation. Well, right, of church for and sure. State. There's, right. there's, there's country western. There's country. There's southern rock. There's yeah. deep. There's deep, deep state. Yeah. Well, it's like in southern rock, like like with the Almond Brothers. They were they were really the Almond Brothers were like real liberal. They were like they were up on you know the civil rights movement and stuff. They were really all about that, right? Almost apologizing for being southern, right? As opposed to Leonard Skinner, they're flying their Confederate flag and stuff, not as a sign of racism, but as a sign of we're proud that we're from the South. This is part of our heritage. Right, right. Interesting. Kind of like the two different sides of the same coin. So that being said, what what kind of musical stylings you got for us here as we... You know what? I got a song I wrote uh, in... Was this 2020? This was like in the middle of COVID, or are we in the middle of COVID again? I'm not sure. Maybe the COVID 2.0, 4.0. I don't was know. This, what, oh. Was this? Yeah, exactly. Oh. What O so are we? I went out. I actually had COVID at this point. I've had multiple COVIDs. You're right. Exactly. Well, well, I had COVID. I knew I had it because you know when I couldn't smell, I couldn't taste. Yeah. I had this weird fever and all this stuff. Yep, you know. That's and, it. So I'm laying on the couch. Then I'm just thinking about these Mexico trips, right? That some friends and I and the wife and this and that we had taken over the last few years prior, you know. And then, and then I was thinking about being, being single in Mexico and like what that would be like, you know, like with some money. Like I got some money. I'm single in Mexico and I'm a young guy, right? And so I wrote this song. Well, this sounds like a fun Mexico. time. Yeah. And this is a fun song. You know, we've done some some. Tear jerkers, tear jerkers. You're like, maybe we did a kind of a funnish one, like you know, let's let's get along song. Yeah, that was then, cool. That's a great song. Yeah, and then then our uh, my brother bro song, which is a great song. But this is a fun light one, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy this. This is called Bandita. Nice. Met her south of the border in Rosarito She made my poor heart go holy Toledo Dancing in fiesta, drinking mucho tequila We partied till we passed out together in the casita Call her senorita, she calls me senor Please don't let this end, por favor She loves when I say she is bonita But when I'm not looking, she drinks all my tequila 
told me her favorite song was Lachona. As we danced all night to mariachis in the cantina. Told me I was her one and only senor. And please be with me tonight, por favor. I call her senorita, she calls me senor. I'm not looking, she drinks all my tequila. Oh, you bandita! Why are you drinking it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I woke up in the morning without my senorita. All my money is gone with the bandita. Sitting here all alone with no dinero And all the other senoritas don't want a broke gringo <laughs> I called her senorita, she called me senor I never wanted it to end, poor was mean yeah why sure are you I playing drink well, I don't all want, of my I, I don't want her playing with my friend james heartstrings like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much less taking all of the tequila <laughs> and then the money i think backup the, vocals by mr ryan hatch sorry <laughs> i felt it i got in there I, uh, hey if you're hearing you know the, the mexican beat and yeah <laughs> you can't throw the ha ha in there like you know, i don't know something's wrong with you <laughs> this has been super fun james super Fun. Thank you well, very I, much for making the time. Dude, this this was this was a fun deal, man. I'm stoked. Uh, I, I I love the webisodes. Nice. I'm into them. Nice. <laughs> I might nice. have to start listening. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, well, let's start. Even if, even if you don't, I hope that you could possibly become a kind of a regular guest because we. Oh really yeah, love I, I, I yeah, I'd love to. If I got time, man, exactly. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. Exactly, and I'm and I'm not gonna like you know burden you with it, but like, and especially yeah. once we open next door, so. James Kelly Band, check them out online. What can we plug for you? Instagram, Facebook? Where yeah, can people... Instagram, Facebook, The James Kelly Band. You, you can see where we're at. We're all over the place, man. We're we're playing in San Diego, all around Southern California. We're in Arizona this year coming up. We're in Tennessee again coming up. So, yeah, if you go on there, 
you'll see all of our dates coming up. We, we keep up on at least a month ahead or sometimes more if it's a special event or this or that. So, yeah. So check them out. Check out freedomsingsusa.gov. Org. Org. Dot org. Yeah, freedomsingsusa.org. Please check them out. Donate if you can, you know. Try to be involved because they do so much good stuff for the veterans. They are a nonprofit and they are a 501c3. So all your donations are tax deductible. I got to tell you, it's one of the coolest things I've ever heard of. Putting a veteran with some real musicians to tell their story. I mean, so, so, so to iterate on what you're saying, uh, they are the only organization that does it because there's other organizations that do similar stuff, but they are the only organization that they're not one song and done with the veteran. Yeah, yeah. Once you're part of that, you're in. You, you can come back. Very be part cool. of the meetings all the time. It's not like, oh, we wrote you your song and have a nice life. Don't kill yourself. Yeah, or, right, right. Not to be. No, no, exactly. I, I, honestly, very cool. Yeah, honestly, you're in. You're obviously talented. You have you you have something to offer. Like you're part. Yeah, of Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm just like so honored and blessed that I've been asked to be part of this, and it's like, hey, the veterans gave so much to us, sacrificed so much. There's so many just sacrificial stories of the veterans and their old ladies at home, parents at home, kids at home. Like just, there's so much we, we can go on for hours about this. And I would love to designate in the future. If it's cool with you to one of these episodes, bring van in here. Himself oh, I love it. I'd absolutely because love it. I, it's so cool. Cause you can see he gets emotional every time we talk about it. Like it's very, <laughs> very real deal for this man yeah, right here. Yeah. And that's that's so cool, bro. I would love to bring Van in town because I've been talking to him about coming in town. Let's and do like, it. Let's how bring him in town. Is, how far away is he? He's in bring Alabama. In. He's in Trinity, Alabama. We'll, we'll we'll we will we'll get him on the show. We'll tell his story. We'll we'll drink some good booze. We'll, we'll show. I him can't. A good time. You know, I can't wait to do more of this with you guys because, like, I'm feeling the comfort level of this, and this is a special thing, man. Because I still listen to talk radio. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm at work doing my construction thing, the one cool thing that gets me through my day is listening to talk radio. Check us listen out. Listen to people's perspective, you know? And have, oh, I'm going to listen to you guys' stuff for sure, man. Can't wait. You know, it's going to be part of my whole deal, you yeah. know? Well, this is this has been, like, just super rad. It took, you know, a year. Maybe, like, COVID even helped. It's one of those things I like to call out. Like, if, if anything good came out of it, like, it was another opportunity for us to have a little time around the neighborhood to connect a little bit, to see you a little bit more around the Swallows. Stoked we made this yeah, work. Yeah, not, not, to, not to kiss your ass or anything, but every time I saw you in passing our neighborhood, you were nothing but cool and a gentleman. You know what? And that says a lot about your character. You got the same. Nothing, Whether you're having a bad day, whatever it is, I don't know all your days. I don't know what's going on. You got all kinds of sh- shit going on in your life, just like the rest of us. You always took time to say hello, hey bro, blah blah. blah you know, like never weird or ignored. You know, well, and it, like it, that says it, something. That's a lost art, right? It is. Please, yeah, hi, please, hello, hello, please, and thank you. Opening a door for somebody, absolutely. Giving the wave into the lane. So you're part of the family now, man. You're a webisoder. <laughs> and we're stoked to have had. I'd you rather here. be called a webulator. Yeah, you know, a webulator. <laughs> no. Um, whatever you, what whatever you want to call me, just call me back. Yeah. I'd love to be here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Huge <laughs> fan. Thanks, James. Seriously, it was yeah, very nice meeting you. Yeah. This is the first time James and I met. I think Ryan too. Right? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. What a cool dude, man. Yeah. What a great guest. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you guys, Very man. Nice to meet you. Blessed to be here hanging out with you guys. And oh, yeah. Sipping some fine alcoholic beverages. <laughs> All right. Why don't you play us out, James? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. It's been so <laughs> rad. This is, uh, this is what it's one. all about. Guests, art, you guys being here, enjoying mm. it. Hopefully you had a couple laughs and enjoyed a couple songs. Um, whiskey. We're going to get played. What? And, and whiskey. whiskey. Nice. Thanks. That's why we keep you around. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to get played out here by James, and we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. Oh, Danny, oh, Danny boy. boy. The pipes, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Are calling. From glen, From glen to glen, to glen and, down and down the mountainside, mountainside. Summer, summer is gone, is gone and, all and all the flowers, the flowers are, dying. are dying. Tis you, tis you, tis you must, must go, go and, I and I must buy. buy. But come but ye back when summer's in the in meadow. The meadow. When the valley's hush and white with snow Cause I'll be there in sunshine or in shadow Oh Danny boy, oh Danny boy, I love you so